Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. I want to start this podcast by reading out loud what I just got. A message from the universe in my teacup. Be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. Oh, that's such a good reminder and an opening sentence for this podcast and a very relevant topic for everything that we do, talk about, share, and also specifically about today's topic. Yes, so hello and welcome to an episode. If it's the first time you're listening, warmly welcome to you. And if you have been here before, super grateful that you're back. Today we are going to talk about a topic that we got so many DMs about and so many requests to share more about. So we are going to talk about food. Yes. And specifically going from being vegan to (laughs) non-vegan and food freedom, um, hormones. Yeah, let's just dive into our journey yeah health well-being even sustainability yeah so hopefully if you're listening right now you will find something that resonates and um as the beginning quote said if it's not for you leave it like be yourself that's the most important message for today yeah take what resonates leave the rest Mm -hmm. speaking of food my first question to you is have you had any delicious food today Mm. i just went to somos Mm -hmm. here in town and had a my favorite smoothie it's a green go with spirulina something else something more and i was wearing a full green outfit that matched Mm. my smoothie so the waiter had to take a picture (laughs) (laughs) nice no the waiter julia who i just met had to take a picture the The waiter waiter. said you need a picture (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yesterday I had the most insane meal that I love. It was a warm, big um, cacao with coconut milk, maca, lukuma, like raw cacao, mm. and then a huge acai bowl with homemade granola and cacao nibs. Mm. I was full for five hours after Where did that. you have that cacao? In tea house. Oh gosh, I have to try. It's the, They have three kinds. One sipping cacao that's super concentrated. Mm-hmm. And then one latte, which is more sweet. And then yeah. another one that I didn't try. Nice. Haven't had cacao in a while. No, me neither. And I thought I was going to be so awake, but I actually slept like 10 hours last night. So yeah, cacao thought... is amazing because it regulates you. Yeah, it is sort of an adaptogen. It is an adaptogen. So if you don't know what an adaptogen is, it is something that will adapt to what your body needs. needs. Mm. Which is so fascinating that plants can do that. Yeah, and cacao is super heart opening too. Yeah. So uh, I've been a little disconnected maybe, and then I don't know, it just opens up something. Mm. So the rest of the day, I didn't. I had to be alone for a little bit on the beach and <laughs> just like <laughs> sit with that good feeling. Yeah. Okay, food. So tell me. Yeah. When did you first start to? Um, care about I would say what to eat Ooh. Um, 
I think in my teen years, um, as a child, was like just ate everything that we were served at home. <laughs> Sounds like we never made anything ourselves. <laughs> no, but like, we had we had the family meals, and then I did not think much about health. Honestly, I came home from school, had noodles. We made brownies, brownies, we cheese cake, cheese doodles, chocolate, everything. Uh, but we were doing so many sports, so it didn't really have any effect. Mm. But then I think, I guess, when I moved for myself, I think that's when I started to care more. Mm. Uh, I think before. before that. Yeah, before. I remember that. Um, I started to become aware about sugar first, I think. And mm. I was testing out a lot of different alternatives to sugar because I read... As I'm very interested in reading about nutrition and learning new things. So I was like, okay, mm, stevia, is that better than sugar? And how can you try all these alternatives? And then, yeah, I baked a lot of sort of alternative recipes. And uh, not all of them were so successful. And then I started also trying um, gluten-free recipes because I had some trouble with my digestion and I thought maybe it was gluten. Um, and yeah, so I'd sort of switched out things here and there uh, until I got into more of the plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. But I remember you had a period after you were Rus. Yeah. Where you also became very... Uh, it was super important for you to have lots of protein. Yeah, which is still is, because it is important. Um, but I think, yeah, I was just affected by which articles I was reading, who influenced me, um, following a lot of really strong people and thought it was super fascinating. Um, so yeah, been discovering, been looking into different worlds, and um, it's a journey. I think we evolve throughout our lives, mm. how we relate to food. Yeah, and you think you always had a healthy relationship to food? No, for sure not. I know that I haven't. Um, as so many other, I was going to say girls, but I think any gender that you resonate with um, can struggle with food because basically we aren't taught to we aren't taught to have a healthy relationship with food mm. and secondly uh, what we see in the media even before social media influences us hugely like growing up in the 90s everything was about being as skinny as possible then there was like a strong wave then there was this and that and you as a child you don't know how to to decide whether it's good or bad mm. or whether it's right or wrong or whether it fits you at all so and also comparison with my friends or people I saw or just I don't know not being comfortable in my own body and food is the one thing that you can control in addition to training so I had a super it's years ago now but I had a super challenging relationship with food so and trying what it- to control it so what did that mean, like <clears throat> monetizing or monetizing? <laughs> monetizing it. <laughs> Selling food. <laughs> no. Monitoring. <laughs> yeah, controlling. Yeah. As, as we do when we panic, mm. we try to control. So I wanted to control how much I ate and how much I used and try to always keep it um, in balance or lower so I wouldn't gain weight. Um, it was exhausting. 
And I was like, okay, this can't be the way. Mm. But it seems like people do this, so maybe I should do it too. Mm. Just confused. Yeah. Totally like a lost puppy. Mm. <laughs> Which I have so much compassion for. Mm. And I think so many people have it like that mm. still. Yeah. And how did you sort of evolve out of that? Um, by combination of things, I think just growing as a person, evolving uh, in my self-esteem, in who I was, but also finding a new training, a way of training and being physically active that I liked, so that it didn't feel like a punishment or something I had to do, or it had to be this hard. So then my body naturally changed to just balance out with how I felt comfortable to. Mm. Um, Yeah, and learning even new things about nutrition. Um, but I think it is more of that inner part of that. Okay, but I am just great, just as how I am right now. I don't need to change anything. Yeah, My goal is to feel healthy. So I think my, my intention changed from, oh, I want to look like this and this, to how do I want to feel? Mm. Because that was what was underneath it all, was that I wanted to feel good. Yeah. So when I changed the perspective or the intention to wanting to feel really, really good, I mean, with my energy levels, hormones, um, health, happiness, then I started to eat accordingly. And I also understood that controlling was not the way to well-being. Mm. So... It's very hard to describe it in a short amount of time, but it's definitely a process. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you? Have you had <coughs> challenging times? With food, for sure. I remember when I was 20, 21, my mom... I had moved from home. I lived in Copenhagen. And my mom just moved in with her now husband. And I was really struggling with accepting that my parents divorced and suddenly there was a new man and I didn't feel comfortable at home and I my way of coping was it with it was to stop eating and I remember um just and it, it, it wasn't about the food like I it wasn't like it was just I, I think I just really wanted to be seen yeah get attention yeah And um, and I really, not necessarily, but I wanted to numb out everything. I didn't want to feel. Like, I, it was really, really, I, I didn't know how to process that divorce at all. Yeah. And at the same time, I was breaking up with my boyfriend, I remember. And so it was just like a coping mechanism. Um, and I remember losing so much weight that, you know, my mom sat me down and told me like how easy it is to get into this anorectic mindset yeah and that you can really end up being damaged for so many years and like how harmful it is and I took it seriously so I I don't know how but I found a way out of it yeah before it was really started luckily I'm so glad <laughs> yeah but um I remember also When I lived in London, I had such a hard time with my digestion as well. And I was so stressed all the time. So I could never 
really eat well. Like I was never relaxed enough. And mm. I hated cooking. I hated making food. Um, and so I often ended up with like, yeah, not the best um, meals. And uh, that really affected my health. I got burned out um, also because of the stress. And I remember when I moved home again to my dad, I finally managed to find a balance. And then everything in my body just fell into place. Mm. So yeah, I've had really many ups and downs with it. Yeah. Um, And I think for me, the hardest part has been this hormonal balance. Um, And sort of... I've also been in a place where, you know, like before you go out to eat in restaurants, you want to check the menu, you want to make sure you know what you want to order, you want to know what they have. Uh, And I think that's very controlling. Yeah. That you don't have the freedom to just go a place and pick something. Yeah. And I remember also having this feeling like, oh, but if I eat that, I have to do this after. Like you have to uh, cancel out sort of eating something unhealthy or whatever. Yeah. Or before, yeah, do something and then you can enjoy yeah. this. Or oh that. my gosh, what a life! Yeah. Wow, I it really torture. was a prison. Like now that I look back at him, I'm like, that's torture. That's horrible. Mm. Compared to how I live now, it's like, oh, it's so much better. Yeah, and um, I think also some of the challenging things is you know like what to eat. Um, because there's so much advice out there and it took me years to really start to listen to my own body instead of everybody else so the first time I came here to Costa Rica I was introduced to plant-based foods and becoming vegan changed everything I felt so healthy I felt amazing I felt like my digestion was working my skin was working and I really felt so connected to it because I love animals more than anything and it really gave me like a higher purpose and we built our company on a lot of sharing the love for plants. Yeah. And uh, it was just like so beautiful along- for a long time until I started to get really, really hormonal issues. Like I have been very blessed with clear skin until I was maybe 25 and then I got what they call grown up acne from hormonal imbalance. Hmm. I couldn't understand why because I ate so well and clean and you know it was like spirulina it was everything that was so good for you Mm. and um, now later I've come to understand that it was first of all not enough food was not balanced it was not enough like it was just wasn't a good healthy balanced wholesome way of living and Mm. it was restrictive yeah and Restriction doesn't only come in the form of what you eat, but it's the energy you put into what you eat. Yeah. And if you have a restrictive energy in what you eat, your body will never like feel good. Yeah. You will always be in the mindset of lack, punishment. It's a negative cycle. Yeah. And it affects everything. It affects like your finances. It affects your your happiness. It affects your body. It's very. It goes much bigger than you think. Yeah. And that has been maybe one of the hardest things was to get out of this restriction energy and then start to really find freedom in food and listen to myself like, okay, but what is it that my body needs? Hmm. And what is it that makes me happy? Does it make me happy to go to a restaurant and not eat because my friends, because we went to a restaurant where I don't find anything healthy? Yeah. 
That was one of the parts that I found that really sucked. Mm. And also when you restrict or when you don't eat enough or balanced for your type of body, Mm. you can even gain weight because the body restricts and holds on to everything because it knows that Mm. what's coming in is scarce. That's what I did. I gained weight and I couldn't understand it because I was like, but I'm so healthy. Mm. So that was really hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's, food is so much about, you know, really tuning into your body. What, what is it that I need? Sometimes I feel super airy. I know I need to eat something grounding. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel super, um, lazy, (laughs) but I know I need more energy. Like, and then now it's so easy for me to literally tune in and I can feel exactly what kind of food my body wants. Yeah. And it never goes wrong anymore. And I can eat whatever, as what I've noticed, for example, I haven't had eaten gluten for many years because I tested for uh, for it, and the doctor said that if I continue to eat gluten, you will get um, celiac, celiacy, or what it's called. And for me, that sounds absolutely horrible. So I avoided it for maybe ten years, and then um, I started to notice that. Um, when I was really relaxed and really like in a good place, I could eat bread or pasta and it went completely fine. But then maybe another time when I, if I did it when I wasn't in the right place, it was really would hurt my stomach. Mm. So I was thinking like, hmm, okay, maybe it actually isn't the food. No. It's something else. Yeah. And that is a big discovery. And Huge. I think that a lot of allergies are our subconscious mind trying to protect us in the way that they can it can um because something has to be like the enemy or it wants to find something to to blame to blame and then that's why allergies are so 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 common and i've spent a lot of time healing this um and understanding that from an energetic perspective Mm. but i think that the most healthy thing i ever did was stop trying to fix anything (laughs) with food like not thinking like oh but I have this allergy and I have to fix it I just like let let it really go and I listened to my body and I started to eat foods that felt really balancing and then it was like I saw the biggest difference in my body ever and I feel stronger than ever Mm. Um, and then there are periods where you know like now I don't have any restrictions on anything, like not alcohol, no nothing. So for example, if I have a week where I party too much, I can see it in my skin at once. So I know with myself, like, yes, you can still be unhealthy in some ways. Uh, and then, you know, there's consequences of that. But I just want to be, yeah, living my life and um, really have freedom around it. And I know I still have a way to go. Hmm. Okay, that's a monologue for me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this was one of the things that I worked on with Billy, uh, Lu Feng. And she always said when I was like, oh, but I have such a stomach ache from eating this and this and this, because that was my connection in my brain. She was like, it's not the food. <laughs> and I was like, what? Can it be something else? And then starting to dive into that and discover, like, okay, emotions can cause me stomach ache. 
or not feeling my emotions or uh, stress as you say or a day that has been full of shocking information or um, yeah keeping a tight jaw and tight shoulders all day and just you know even for me having a full work day in the mindset that what I'm doing is not good enough that can cause a stomach ache there is so many things that we feel and think that can cause us to have these symptoms that we usually relate to food and what we do is we blame the food because then we have an easy understandable cause and effect which our brain loves because our brain is basically created to have find problem solution problem solution and that's what we think oh then we have the solution then we cut the gluten boom we're good but then what happens we get a stomach ache even if we're not eating gluten so we find the next thing we try to eliminate that the next thing eliminate that and suddenly that can end that can lead to a very restrictive diet where we feel like we're allergic to everything mm. and basically maybe it's just us avoiding to really authentically truly radically feel our emotions mm. so what's when did you stop being vegan <laughs> um, I would say a year ago I remember I was here in Costa Rica last January and I was like, ooh, that bagel with the scrambled eggs looks so good. I have to have it. And I usually am quite good listening to myself. So I ordered it and I was like, ooh, wow, this feels sensationally good. Mm. Because eggs was on my list of things. It was like, no, <laughs> you cannot eat that. Chickens have a horrible life. Um... It may be viruses, so many things. But then my body, nutritionally, wanted and needed eggs. And so it started slowly opening up to one and one thing. Um, and I told myself that I'm just going to give my body exactly what it needs because I want to feel my best. And if this is helping me feel my best, then I can also do my best, contribute my best teach my best you know everything it's a huge snowball effect mm. so I didn't really look back or regret or punish myself for that which um, was great um, I mean I'm still I love as you said I also absolutely adore animals and that was one of the things that really resonated with me mm. in a vegan diet was that no animals were involved, no harm at all. Mm. So I still, within eggs, for example, I always look for the best organic, free range, like that they have a good life. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to punish myself with restricting or withholding. So I've told myself I'll eat anything that I desire, which still has not led me to eat meat. Uh, just naturally, I haven't wanted it, so I haven't eaten it. But if, you know, a cake has, I don't know, dairy or... I'm not going to be restrictive anymore. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't resonate anymore. I want freedom and that feels so freaking good. Mm. Yeah, it was around October last year for me as well. I came to Costa Rica and I just felt so ungrounded. 
I felt like I was literally flying the whole time. And that can give you a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And I remember we were working with Heath at the time. And I told him, I was like, I feel like I need fish. Mm. But I don't want to eat animals. Like, what do I do? And then he actually gave me a prayer. Um, which is like connecting to the fish, thanking the whole ecosystem. Mm. And um, thanking... Uh, like, literally putting so good energy into the what you eat and connecting with the circle of life yeah and so that was my first step out was eating fish my step out step out or prison <laughs> no it sounds um and then like i didn't like it <laughs> i felt better but i didn't like it yeah and i still struggled with guilt mm. uh, so it took me a while and then I remember last year I had the most horrible experience with my hormones and around March I met with a nutritionist and I told her like yeah I've been following this medical medium guy and he talks about how important it is to eat you know only fruits in the morning and blah 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 and she really said to me like you have no idea how many girls I have in my office who messed up their hormones because of this guy. And I was in such disbelief because I really trusted in him and believed in him. And if you don't know yeah. who a medical medium is, is um, a guy who sort of gets message from spirit. And I think he has a lot of amazing messages when it comes to, for example, what a papaya does to you. Mm. But at the same time, it's so extreme. For me, for some it works. But it's very healing for some who have like extreme diseases and really need to detox on every level. Yeah. But for me it became more of something like more of a another another box. another box, another if I don't do that right, I'm not right. Yeah, exactly. Um literally another prison. And she told me like, "Okay, but you work out so much." You are re- like eating this food, but still you have gained weight. You yeah, can't see your muscles. Like you're not building it the way you're supposed to. And it really hit me hard. Um, because so many people that I trusted in nutritional advice had sort of didn't work on me. And so I understood like, wow, I really need to make this change like it's time yeah and that was really 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 hard because then you're like it's almost like suddenly you can't trust your mom you know it's that feeling yeah exactly because you've trusted one way of doing things for a while and then suddenly it's not working out so why should you trust anything new yeah like what are the chances of that working out instead yeah especially when it goes against your values yeah so that's super hard and also knowing that everyone is so different yeah yeah no, it was really hard. And mm. I remember you went a lot back and forth, whether you wanted to yeah, go forward with it or not. Yeah. And I sort of remember almost feeling a bit resentful towards this lady. who's <laughs> a really good nutritionist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because now I had new information that I had to deal with. Yeah. And she told me, for example, like you have to eat proteins in the morning. And fat. And fat. And I was like, but medical medium says protein and fat are bad for you. <laughs> yeah can almost not believe that now and um so it took me another march april may june july another four months mm. and then i remember i think we i came to your house for breakfast and you made scrambled eggs and i ate it and i was like wow that's in portugal so good yeah 
Mm. And that's when I started to eat eggs. And then I started to eat eggs and avocado in the morning and really like focused more on, okay, every meal have some protein. Mm. And then, um, I don't know, like suddenly I just felt in, fell into a new rhythm and my body just loved it. Mm. Like everything balanced out. Um, not only because of the food, it was also because of other life decisions. Yeah. And maybe doing more strength training, like, um, but I think ultimately also something shifted in my um, self-confidence with figuring this out myself and then releasing, like having someone else be the god of what I was supposed to eat. Yeah. And having so many rules. And having so many rules. And, um... I also think, you know, that summer or fall, I was also in a relationship. And when you're with another person and they eat everything, you kind of get, you just, you, it's exhausting to have so many rules. You just open up. And when you're in love, you're also very open. Yeah. And that also helps a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it can have a really good effect to just to be living with someone Mm. who has a lot of food freedom. Yeah. So... And yeah. who eats a lot. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, calls you out when you don't eat enough, for example. Yeah. Um, so I think that has been my, like, where I am now. And I'm curi- I'm thinking now, like, where am I in 10 years? I'm probably going to be like, I can't believe I ate blah, blah, blah. What do you think? <laughs> no, I, I think I'm just going to have even more and more and more and more freedom. I don't know if it's possible to have more freedom, but... Yes, of course it is. Yeah. But I think for me now I'm in a phase where I'm like, I don't want to, like I try to make a smoothie with spirulina in the morning and be really healthy, but I just don't want it right now. (laughs) I just, it's almost like I'm having a little phase away away from these things. And I know that I will bounce back to it and then go out again. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's really... It's fascinating what happens when you actually start listening to your body instead of your brain. Yeah, I find it so fascinating what I've observed with myself. If I make something that my brain thinks is healthy or something that I should have, Mm. I don't feel good after. It's so funny I did that this morning. And if I make something that my body and my whole being and energy body and everything wants... yeah. No matter what it is, yeah. I feel so good. Yeah, it can be quote unquote unhealthy. Yeah. So those boxes just need to go. Those labels. And I think it's also wise to know your human design with regards to digestion. Uh, for me, for example, I've read a little bit about it, and I was like, mm, this actually resonates. For example, like for me, it's good to eat my biggest meal at night. Mm. And that's really true for me. Like, if I eat a lot, for example, at lunch, I have no energy. So it doesn't work for me that way. And then some people are like, that's not the way to do it. But for my body, it works perfectly. Yeah. And sometimes I like to fast in the morning, and it's amazing. And other times I'm too hungry to do that. Mm. So And fasting also has been such an amazing thing for my digestion. Um... And And for me, it's the total opposite. Yeah, exactly. I never fast. Mm. I always eat. Yeah. And that's what we need to realize, how different we are. Mm. And we just have to discover it through experiencing. Yeah, that's what I think, ultimately. So my human design digestion is calm environment. Mm. And that also resonates so much. Yeah. If I eat 
at a loud, noisy restaurant, a lot of people to talk to everything. I feel like I don't digest my food. Yeah. <laughs> so nice, calm dinner without watching something. Mm. I mean, I love watching things while I eat, but still, yeah. it's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like where it is right now. And for me, I still struggle a bit with gluten, for example. Mm. So I, I would love to be completely free from that. But I think still in my brain, it's so imprinted what that doctor said. Yeah, of course. It's uh, a huge fear. Yeah, it's a huge fear. Yeah. So I'm not like, maybe I'm not, I'm not ready. Yeah. Um, this summer I ate a lot of bread, a lot of tortilla, like everything. And it went fine. But still, I think if I can avoid it, I still want to avoid it. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. And we have to remember that doctors feel like a super authority when it comes to health. Mm. It always, when they tell us something, it feels like they have the ultimate truth. Yeah. Because that's how we're brought up. Mm. But it isn't necessarily true. Mm. Which is uh, pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what I've also learned is to you can still, even if you have been vegan, like I was for four years... Even when I eat eggs now, like you can still connect and be just as gentle with your food in a way yeah. and ethical. Um, if you just yeah have the right mindset, pick the right foods, but also you know don't pick the right foods. It's okay too. Don't again make another rule. <laughs> yeah, that's like the thing. I, everything has to be organic. For yeah. example, exhausting. Yeah, and I don't think that's good for our bodies. To be honest, I think a little bit of everything is super nice for us. We need this and that bacteria. Um, yeah. We don't necessarily need a lot of pesticides. <laughs> but, um, no. And uh, I mean, organic is great for so many things. For the people who work with the food. Mm. For the soil that is going to continue to grow. Um, for the wages that they're paid. Yeah. So I'm a big, big fan. Mm. But again, I'm not going to punish myself if no. I don't find anything organic. Mm. Or if it's super expensive and I choose the non-organic thing yeah and it's kind of strange because uh, we have so many podcasts where where we like have talked about you know okay what do you do if you're vegan and you're at christmas dinner with your family Mm. and i still find that all of those things like standing up for yourself you know it's still so valuable very but maybe our intentions were so good but maybe at the core of it it was a little bit of a fear of food as yeah. well that we mm. didn't know at the time um, but you, you can do the same thing with another intention yeah or I mean the intention was amazing as you're saying yeah but another um, feeling around it yeah but one thing for me that I don't eat actually is sugar and it's not mm. something I think about but I don't feel good uh, uh, when I eat it so it's like, and it's not even like a restriction, I think, but it's just, I'm not tempted at all. It, it's like, I'm not um, drawn to it mm. and I'm not tempted. It, it's not like, I feel like I'm missing out with, or on something. No. I just, I get such a headache. Yeah. Um, so I know that still, even when I have more freedom of food, I'm super healthy if I want to compare myself that you never should, but to another person's diet. Mm. So it's like, um, yeah, it's always interesting, you know, when you live 
with different people and see how they eat and the, how they view what you eat, for example, mm-hmm. then you realize like, oh, okay, I'm st- I, I make these choices. I didn't even realize that. It's very interesting. Very. And again, I'm total opposite when it comes to sugar. It doesn't affect me at all. Mm. can have a Coke on an empty belly and not feel anything. Yeah. So we are just so different, every yeah. single person, even though we have many of the same, I don't know, genes, yeah. DNA. <laughs> yeah. Something, being sisters. But I think it's a big combination of how our physical body is created, mm. our energy being, our, as you say, even human design, mm. but also largely our programming mm. in our brain. Yeah. How we are brought up, because our brain's like a computer. Mm-hmm. So just like we train dogs by repeating something, teaching them something, treating them, uh, giving them treats for this and this and this behavior. That is basically how we are as kids. Yeah. And then we end up being a sort of acting out a result of how we are programmed. Mm. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is that we can reprogram, as you say, even gluten intolerance can be reprogrammed. Yeah. I believe. I believe so too. I believe we are super powerful. And I think it's a really nice reminder what you were saying about blessing and thanking the food. (laughs) I did that today when I made my delicious lunch. I made um, tortillas with... I'm uh, so hungry. With with, uh, chickpeas. I made black bean puree, avocado, Mm. tomato salsa with mango. You know, I haven't had avocado in the stores for so long. I found it. Where did I find it? Craving avocado. Okay, sorry. Yeah, continue. In Kobano, mm. actually. Yeah. And yeah, drizzled with some lime, salt and pepper. Mm. Divine. And then I was like, wow. I start to think about where the different things come from, <laughs> where are they grown, who has worked with all of these things. And then you feel so grateful that you actually get to have this huge variety of food mm. N- nearly anywhere you are in the world now. Yeah. Even here, we're in the jungle and we get stuff that doesn't grow mm. near around But here. what I like here, it's like, if it's out, it's out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like and then you, you really connect. Then you really connect with like, okay, but it isn't right now. It's yeah. not like in Norway where you fly in from halfway across the world and... Unripe stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here it's like, bananas are from the trees. They are there all the time. <laughs> Yeah, even the water supply here. Yeah. In where I'm yep. staying now. If it's out, it's out. It's drying out now. So mm. we have to be super careful, yeah. Yeah. conscious. Mm. So it's um, very connected to how nature actually is. <laughs> yeah. But I think that still, for probably all of us who have grown up in the time we have, we have to be very honest with ourselves that... We have so much programming around it and we're still super affected. Even if we say we're like, oh, it's super free. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> we're really not. I mm-hmm. think that we still carry so much of the ideals of how we're supposed to look like. What is healthy? Healthy has a good label. Unhealthy has a bad label. There's so much shame and guilt. Mm. And even with, let's say, from vegans to meat eaters. Mm. Like the hatred that yeah. can exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's many things to tackle and I think when you work on your own stuff, the ripple effect that you have with how you behave and feel around food and what you choose mm. is it's huge 
and people will be inspired around you also. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so what are you making for dinner? <laughs> what am I making for dinner? Um, I'm not sure yet. No? Cooking a lot these days. Or always, I'm always cooking a lot. I love to cook. Uh, I'm still... I would say 99% drawn to plants and plant-based foods. Yeah. Uh, I still think it's so much fun to cook with a variety of plants. But, um, yeah, if I order, yesterday I ordered a burrito. It had mozzarella in it. It had eggs. It had, yeah, that was basically it. That wasn't vegan. Mm. And then I'm like, great. This is what I want right now. Yeah. So, um But when I cook myself, it tends to be, except for the eggs, almost always plants. Mm. But yeah, the thing that we talked about in the beginning was going out to eat. Yeah. And then having freedom to choose anything on the menu. Mm. That is very different from yeah. before. Yeah. I'm still not 100% there, but better than I was. Yeah, no, me neither. There's like, I scan it and I'm like, okay, meat things, meat things, yeah. meat things, put it aside. Yeah. And then I find a few selections. But it's more than before. Yeah. So that's a big step forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Intention to feel good mm. and to make good choices. And it's so funny how that changes. Like, I think the intention has always been to feel good, but then life just shows you all the different ways. Yeah. And maybe it's even a season in life for everything. Yeah. I believe so. One season is now that we are in our fertile age, you know, hormones are super important. Mm. Maybe it will change after that when mm. you get into menopause and you don't, um, you're not so affected by it anymore. Yeah. So men, for example, they can view diets in such a different way than we can. Yeah. Because we have um, complex systems that I think we don't even understand. Yeah. Yet. I think so too. Hmm. Well, I hope that if you're listening, you just, maybe for your next meal, <laughs> think about how you can have more pleasure and freedom. Yeah. And uh, try to listen to your body instead of your brain. Yeah. And if you can. take it stepwise because it's a transitional process. Mm. So you can't be like, okay, I'm going to let go of all my rules in one day mm. because then you're going to struggle with guilt and shame. Yeah. yeah. Take it step by step mm. and observe what your mind is saying to you. Yeah. I think it helps being in the role of the observer. Yeah. And maybe journal about it yeah. or even get help as mm. we both have had a yeah. lot of help. We always choose to get help from great people mm. working through these things. Um, and be, I think the most important part, be radically honest with yourself. Mm. Why are you making the choices that you are? Mm. Is it to punish yourself? Mm. Is it to make sure you give yourself the stamp of a good person mm. doing this or that? Um, or is it for ultimately, you know, pleasure? Mm. Engaging all your senses, tasting the food, smelling it. Even the sound of cooking is enticing to us. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, I think we will end the episode. I hope this clarified and gave you some of the things you were hoping for when we talked about yeah. it on Instagram. It's hard to know actually when yeah. you talked about it, but 
we would love your feedback and if there's something you want us to go even deeper into we yeah. would love to yeah for sure you can choose different topics um we love food we love talking about food <laughs> love eating food yeah now i'm really hungry so i think we should end the episode <laughs> okay um yeah thank you so much for listening thank you talk soon bye Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du säkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i Fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.